0: From the campaign trail to the studio, Wesley Hunt continues the fight. Along with his brother Rendon, they chronicle their family experience from slavery to West Point in four generations. Tackling the difficult conversations facing our country, they're on a mission to preserve the American dream. Buckle up and welcome aboard. You're in the hunt. I'm Wesley Hunt. I'm Rendon Hunt. And, and you're, you're in the, in the hunt. hunt. Another week is upon us, sir. Yes. I will kick us off. This week we'll be talking about leadership and the importance of leadership. We've seen a few examples over the course of the past week of what we would deem to be uh, not such a good idea of, of showing good leadership, especially when it's expected of, of, of those that are in leadership positions. And I'll just start off by talking a little bit today about about LeBron James. Now, LeBron Le- James. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know, LeBron James is one of the greatest athletes of all time. Um, Rendon, I think you spoke about him a few weeks ago when we're not talking about actually his character and who he is as, as, as a person. Here's a guy that's going to spend 20 years in the NBA. You don't hear any scandal. You yep. hear about him showing up to his kids' his basketball games, you hear him being a supportive husband. He brought Space Jam he, back. I'm gonna talk about Probably that. Probably shouldn't have. Yeah. But he yeah. brought it back. It's the sequel Space Nobody ja- Wanted. Space Jam Space Jam is reserved for the goat. Okay. There's <laughs> only one back there's only one goat. Bugs Bunny. I was gonna say Michael Jeffrey Jordan. <laughs> oh, oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But but that Toon Squad would not have won without <laughs> Bugs though. And there had to be a Pippin on that team. So this is not <laughs> Yeah. Babs actually have more games than Bugs than oh, that God. one. Here we go. So this is actually not a slam on on LeBron James personally, although I would argue I that— I see what you did there. This I don't is not a slam on LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, I don't— <laughs> We're not trying to block we're his character or steal his integrity. We're, trying we're just to trying assist to assist people to understand with some ideas. <laughs> the situation. And then hopefully in the future they don't have any turnovers. Exactly. That's all exactly. we're trying to do. And we're trying to avoid personal fouls. Yes, and I think There we are do no personal things, fouls here, right? <laughs> There's individual fouls, but not personal fouls. That's it. That's all we're trying to do. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do. Try to get the halftime, right? We're not keeping score here. No. <laughs> and so this is, I think, LeBron James, in certain ways, has, has actually done a lot. Now, I don't really agree with his view of the world politically, and we'll probably delve into that later on at some point. But I will say this. For someone who is probably, who, who is the who is the best player of this generation, yes. hands down, not even close. Couldn't He's the more. best player of the last fifteen years, and, and there's no getting around that. Yeah. Um, this this past yesterday, actually, actually last week, uh, they lost. They lost a playoff game, and, and with, six minutes rema- <laughs> with six minutes remaining yeah. in the game, he got up and, and, and walked out on his team. And I understand his frustration. I understand the injury bug caught up with this team. But but you got to be kidding me. And then just yesterday. Uh, we saw him leave again without shaking the hands of the other team and then giving a press conference that I felt like was actually lackluster for what we would expect as someone that we view as, a, as one of the top leaders in this realm. And again, this is, this is not about bagging on a grown man. He's, he's 36 years old. He, yeah. He's won four more championships in the NBA than I ever will. <laughs> he is one of the greatest players of all time. But What I am saying is, is that if you want to be an example of being a social justice warrior and go that route, there has to be a certain level of consistency with how you lead and how you behave on the court as well. Leaders lead. Leaders lead and I think the, when I think about leadership and quotes and the ones that really resonate with me, 1953 Harry Truman farewell address mm-hmm. the buck stops here mm-hmm. and we can make excuses as to well I didn't want to do this and I didn't want to do that I didn't or I was frustrated mm-hmm. uh, the buck stops with the leader of a team mm-hmm. and there are structures of leadership there's people who are put in leadership positions mm-hmm. and there are people that don't need to be put in positions because they just lead mm-hmm And once again, you know how I feel about LeBron James, his skill on the court, his basketball IQ, all these things. It's disappointing to see somebody who has led so well over the course of his career. Mm -hmm. Okay, if you take away the super teams and don't take them away just once, take them away not once, but two times, three times. He did this. If, If you take away the super teams, the teams that he was leading to the finals. When he was with Cleveland, yes, he is one of two or three players who's ever played the game that could have led those teams deep. Yeah, they were into trash the playoffs. teams, and they, they didn't win because he didn't have any help. But yes, but the, I mean, so I'm not questioning the, the guy was in the finals like how many years in a row? To, like a bunch. Yes, it's, it's just insane. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not questioning his his leadership abilities or capabilities. Um, I'm talking about the leadership examples that we pass on to the next generation. <sighs> yes. He did, he's done a lot of things right from a leadership perspective. Mm-hmm. This was a major blunder. Yes. It was a lack of sportsmanship. Mm-hmm. It was, I, I think, in many ways selfish.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, look, I would expect this behavior from the number one leader of the Knicks fan, Spike Lee, who walked off before the game was over with the Hawks after they got torched. Right. But Beginning Spike Lee. Not from, this is a fan. Not from the person that's actually on the court who's playing, who expects those to play with him to step their game up to his level. Yes, that's not leadership. It's not. You know, one of the the best things that that I learned from West Point, and certain things are just seared in your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the the ring poop we talked How's about the cow? that. Hey, she walks, she talks, she's full of chalk. <laughs> the lacteal fluid extracted from the female of the bovine species is highly different to, to the nth, nth degree. degree. All yeah. right. Like yeah. certain certain things are <laughs> are just <laughs> are just seared in your in your memory. Yeah. And remember the leadership acronym that yes. we learned for, yes. for I'll never forget it <laughs> for for the the values of the army. Mm-hmm. The leadership acronym uh, acronym loyalty but not spelled spelled was spelled wrong. Yeah, it is L D R. Yeah, L D R. Go ahead. But intelligence isn't <laughs> on there. <laughs> loyalty, <laughs> duty, yeah, respect. Selfless service, honor, integrity, and personal courage. Mm-hmm. Seven values of the Army. Mm-hmm. Wow. That just – that that seared in my mind in terms of when I see leaders and I see things that, that don't show that leadership, he wasn't loyal to his team. Mm-hmm. And, and so – and so you're, he wasn't loyal to his team, and he wasn't loyal to the fans, and he wasn't loyal to the brand. He wasn't loyal to the Lakers. He 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 messed this one up because the one thing that you also want to see from leadership, from leaders, is that when it's all fine and dandy and everybody's in China having a good time so after you, after you won yeah. that's when the championship. It's all it's easier when things are going well. Yeah. It's easy to win. Yeah, it's the test of someone's integrity and their courage and their leadership when all the chips are down and let's be honest he had to be very frustrated in this last series because Anthony Davis was hurt the entire time yeah. what well, the healthy Anthony Davis were probably not even having this conversation but guess what that's not what happened yeah and what we want to see what we need to see what I want my girls to see what I want young people to see is even though LeBron lost and got booted out of the first round he lost with class yeah he came to the mic after in, in, the, in the press conference and wasn't talking about Space Jam. Yeah. He's congratulating the other team for a good win. We did the best we could. We felt we fell a little short. We're going to come back next year, retooled and ready to win a championship. Yeah. I don't want to hear about what you're going to do with bugs. Well, in in you, you know this about me. <clears throat> I'm a big fan of tennis. One of my favorite athletes of all time, somewhere in the one to five range, is the great Roger Federer.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, man, what a class act. I love Roger Federer equally for what he does on the court as to how he handles himself off the court. Mm -hmm. What a class act. Gracious in victory, gracious in defeat. what What an example. Yes, he's the best, man. P. Sampras was another one, if you're talking about tennis. Yes. Gracious people. Yes. Yeah. It's a lot in tennis. Arthur Ashe. Arthur Ashe. Incredible. Incredibly gracious. It's a gracious— in spite, in spite in spite, of a racially charged time, too. The time that he was doing that. First black man I ever win Wimbledon. What a gracious man. Yes. Yes. The way he treated his opponent, who didn't think he was worthy of being on the same court with yeah. him. Mm-hmm. And he pulled them short white shorts and them, <laughs> them high white socks and them wooden rackets and went and did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And went and did it. But that's, and, and once again, I, there's this piece of leadership too where we have to accept as a culture and as a society that every person is in a leadership position
1: mm-hmm.
0: in some capacity, yeah. Every person. Our actions define who we are as leaders, whether you're appointed as leader or whether you just find yourself in a leadership position in whatever situation you then might in. be in. Mm-hmm. That goes for your family. Yes. That goes for the job. That goes for just being with friends. Yes. But, you know, since we're still talking about basketball, the one thing that still forever will like, rub me the wrong way is your boy Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. With Michael Jordan. Walking out, and not shaking their hand. Now you 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 could say what you want about the era and about the time and this that that will forever stick out to me. So you so you've beaten Michael Jordan and the, and those that Bulls team for years, yeah. and then you know what? They retooled, they got better, and they got you. Tip your hat to them. Well, L- lose lose grace lose graciously. And I will say this because, once again, not a bash LeBron James session. LeBron James giving a signed jersey to Devin Booker after he hung 50 on him to to boot him out of the playoffs for the first time for the, in the first round for the first time in his career, that was classy, man. It really was classy. I like that. Yeah, I saw that too. I like that a lot. Yes. So it's not just, just slamming on him, but look, I mean, if there's opportunities where to we can better. be better role models, where we can get better, I mean, that's that's what I'd like to, to highlight. That's a good point. That's a good point. And you speak of Michael Jordan. Or uh, LeBron James, somebody who coached LeBron James for Team USA, also West Point fellow West Point graduate, also a West Point grad. Spell out there, Shichesky, Spell it.
1: <laughs> K
0: W E S T P O I N T G R A D. Spell Shushetsky. K <laughs> Can you can you imagine when he was in in Beast and stuff at West Point, oh, them trying God. to pronounce his name? That that's why he's Coach K. I'm, I'm convinced they just call him K at West Point. We had a guy in, we had a guy in my beast platoon, Garrett Van Landingham, that guy, okay. and they used to call him Cadet Alphabets. because you know, we have Hunt, you have Hunt on your name, and all these every every letter in Hunt is in 24 point font. Van Landingham was like an 8 point font, ran all the way across to his chest. There's there's Van a kid. Remember, remember remember when we played? That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. That's, <laughs> that's a, lot. a lot. Remember when, remember when we played for the Klein Jets, little league football? Real, real quick, back to Van Landingham. Do you know how horrible his elementary school? Like, could you imagine being in fifth grade and having to write Van Landingham? It saved me twenty minutes. <laughs> But the test, the test is halfway <laughs> over. You're still spelling your name. Man, landing here. That's there, wow. there was a guy who, who was on my Pop Warner football team. We played for the Klein Jets, and his name was Steven Pompanovic. Oh yeah, that's a rough one. It, it was the same thing, man. That's he had these little those, little, those bitty tiny letters. Letters, little tiny <laughs> little tiny letters that were going across. <laughs> But anyway, Mike Shushetsky. I mean, how many years, dude? So, so to put this to put this in perspective, I think he started coaching the Blue Devils in 1980. They haven't had a losing season since 1986. Five and since, national championships. It, it, dude, this before we were even born, Rendon. Yeah. I mean, and the list is endless. Five national championships. I think like what fourteen ACC championships. Yeah. Sixty-seven players going. I mean, to the final, NBA. Four I mean final four appearances? Like it just coaching team USA gold medal. I mean, Tom like, four years, four yeah. times. You know, it's just clearly, clearly the goat. I mean, yeah. if we're talking about basketball uh, coaches, I mean, who's who's better? Are you to put him over John Wooden like that. I think I would. Brendan. really errors, errors, and even adapting to different times. And what you also have to understand, too, about Coach K is that he came in at a time to where everybody goes to college, you play four years, maybe three or four, and then you go to the NBA after that. And then he had to completely adapt the game to the one-and-done era, and he did. But, Wesley, it's not like John Wooden had the best player on the court when he had Kareem. John 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 Wooden John Wooden, John Wooden John Wooden was the the Phil Jackson, Jackson right. of college coaches right and I and I would put John Wooden high up there but yeah. I give the to bill coach K. Walton and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar I, I also I also think um 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 Greg Popovich uh, Greg Popovich is over Phil Jackson I, I would put him there we we've had this conversation I would put and him I there. I would I would agree with you Phil, Phil Jackson Jacks, hell of a coach do get me wrong but I mean what, but he wins championships with the best player in the league on his team that that's that's right. Yeah, and, and that's that, that's great. But I mean, the level of coach, and, 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 by the, we, and by the way, he he had the best players on on his team. But oftentimes, especially when he went to L.A., with the same team, different coach, and they won. Yeah. So so there is some magic that Phil Jackson has. Yeah. To put all the egos in one big bucket and manage them. Yeah. But nevertheless, I mean, you had you had Shaq in his prime. Yeah. Yeah. Kobe you had, in his prime. Yeah. Jordan, Jordan in his yeah prime. Jordan prime. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean. But McPop you had BJ Armstrong in his prime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had Bill Winnington in his prime. <laughs> yeah, <have> Bill Cartwright. <laughs> yeah, Bill Cartwright in his prime. <laughs> you had Luke Longley in his prime. <laughs> I mean, those are some real coaching challenges right there. Yeah, yeah. But Coach K, you know, talk about leadership and, and, and his attendance to the premier leadership institution of the world, West Point. Yeah. How much class and grace, for the last forty years, have we seen from this man? Incredible. I mean, you talk about making me a proud West Pointer and watching this guy over the years. I can't imagine a, a more classier of I can't imagine somebody that really embodied the kind of leadership that we'd want to see from everyone. You know, when when I was a senior at West Point, he got the Distinguished Alum Award, yeah. and I was part of the group of people that got to tour him around oh wow and it was it was fantastic i mean this guy just he's he's not a loud guy yeah he just he exuded calm presence and wisdom yeah right he had had the glow it's like whenever he whenever he would say something you're hanging on every word yeah it was it was fantastic and what he would do that i really thought was incredible whenever cadets would somehow find themselves at duke he would make sure that there were tickets available Yeah. To go to a game. And I actually, I never went to Cameron to to see a game. It's something that's on my bucket list. I will do that at at some point. He has one more year left. This is his last year or he's retiring now. He has one year left. It would be kind of cool if he could, like, if he could go out on one, man. If we could make a trip out there to go see it. Oh, we should do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If we could, like, go to Cameron, his last year. I mean, it would probably be very difficult to get tickets, but that would be cool. I think we should absolutely do it. Yeah. Difficult, but not impossible. And nothing's impossible. Really. Difficult takes a day; impossible so takes, takes a week. week. Yeah, I do this in my sleep. Yeah. So Thank you, thanks, thanks, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> so, you know, when when <clears throat> when I look at at Coach K and what he's been able to do and and what he's been able to accomplish, and it was truly. situation, even being in his presence, there was just calmness. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. I got to go to one game. uh, Wasn't at Cameron. I went to a game at at UVA when he was playing there. I had some friends who who, uh, went to University of Virginia and Duke happened to be in town to play. And it was when they had J.J. Redick. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about one of the best shooters in the history of college basketball. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you want to talk about leadership. I'm at this game. And J.J. Redick pulls up for a three, like, five feet behind the line. Mm -hmm. Okay? And it was one of those J.J. Redick where he he probably had four or five threes in the first half, right? He pulls up, like, five feet behind the line, right? Drains this three. And all I hear is a storm of four-letter words coming out of Coach K's mouth. And he's flipping out. And he yanks him from the game. Yeah. Right? And it was crazy to see that, that – we have a plan. We have a strategy. You might make that shot now, but that's not the strategy that's going to get us to our ultimate place, which is winning a championship. Yeah. yeah. So as your coach, I don't care how good you are. I don't care you made the shot. That's not what we're doing. Yes. Coach K? And, man, 22, 21-year-old Rendon saw all that. I was like, Coach K? Whoa. Coach K? Whoa. Classic, a classic leader. It's incredible. And everybody can't be that, Rendon. Everybody can't do that. I-, I recognize that 100% of the way. Like that's a. Obviously, we're talking about like the elite level guys, and we can't expect everybody to have that level of acumen. Uh, I'm not. I'm not lost in, in, in understanding that. That doesn't mean that we can't view these people and try to imi- try, try to mimic them and be like them. To be as classy as that. To be as distinguished as that. To be as good of a practitioner of our craft as that. And I would even amend that and say, not even trying to be like them. Take the pieces that are relevant to us and be the best version of ourselves. And, and so this is also the issue. So LeBron, LeBron played with Coach K to win some of these gold medals. Yeah. So, so LeBron, LeBron has see, has had seen the best. And He won a championship with Tyron Lue. He's seen the best. Clear, clearly. <laughs> you know. And so I, I just feel like I, I feel like at some point at 36 years old, LeBron. You you've now seen the best. Yeah, you've been coached by the best. And you knew walking off their court was not was not the best idea. And you knew better. And and I and I would yeah. say I would say this for Isaiah. You know, I'm an Isaiah Thomas fan. Yeah, I love Isaiah Thomas's game. One of the most underrated point guards to ever play in the game. I mean, his game was ridiculous. It was the same way with both of them. You cats are too late in your career. Yeah, to 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 to, to, to really be doing. I mean, this is childish. This. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, you're too late in your career yeah. to be playing these reindeer games. Yes. Yes. You really are. Yes. And you see leaders like this. It's not just in in sports. I mean, you see leaders of 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 all types, whether it be politics, business, who do things and you watch them do these things. And you're just like, you're a little bit too seasoned to be doing this. So so one that comes to mind immediately in the news this week is Kamala Harris. So, so you've been a leader for a long time. Yeah. I, again, you know how I feel about her politics, but I, I'm talking specifically about what leaders should be doing, and you know what you should be doing. If you serve in the United States Senate, you've reached a level of leadership that you understand what need, what you should, what you should be doing, and what you need to do. And as the vice president, she was basically made. I'm kind of making this up. She's kind of been made the border czar. Sure. And that was impressed upon her by President Biden. Czar with the T or a C? Yes. Okay, Okay. so now, for it's been I don't know how long. She hasn't even gone to the border. Yeah. Now I don't want to I don't want to play like Republican versus Democrat political football with this. Like there really is no problem at the border if you're a Democrat. If you're a Republican, the 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 border we're getting ready to be on on the border. The the red coats are coming. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to say that. But what I am saying is that if someone puts you in charge of something, at a minimum. You go get eyes on it immediately. Mm-hmm. At a minimum, that's what that's what you do. Yeah. And so b- by literally months going, days and months and weeks passing, without, without literally you going to just, I don't know, yeah. look at it. Go talk to the border. I, I don't care what it looks like politically to you. I don't care what CNN or Fox or anybody else might say about it. I don't care. Just go do your job. You were put in charge of something. So go be in charge of it. The American people in general are going to respect that no matter what side you're on. Yeah. Don't downplay it. Don't upplay it. Go fix the problem. Yeah. Well, it show up. And, and clearly <clears throat> there is one if the president puts you in charge of something. Well, there's clearly a problem. So there's clearly a problem. Yeah. I mean, and once again, to the level at which we elevate things, I mean, it, it doesn't take the vice president of the United States to oversee something if there's no issue. That <laughs> yes. Right. We recognize that there's an issue. Yeah. When I was When I was in business school— there was uh, a case that we did and there was a protagonist for this case it was basically the guy who had developed the on star system in cars okay mm-hmm. and there was a time at which apple was looking to purchase this technology and so steve jobs flew this guy out to talk to him about purchasing this technology and in typical jobs fashion he got all mad flustered and was 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 you know causing a scene and he says ah oh, you can just get out of here we don't need your technology we can do it somewhere else and the guy smiled and he left and he said it was one of the best days of my life it's like do you know why and i'm sitting here like why because steve jobs just yelled at you i don't get it yeah it's like no he didn't fly me out here on a private jet to tell me i'm an idiot he, of course not so he know, you know he you knew you had something he flew me out here because he, he knew, had, it, you it knew it was he had worth something. his time he knew he knew he had something and it's the same thing with the border. We could it, if there is any indication that there are things that need to be resolved on our on our border, it's that the second highest public official in our entire government is overseeing the process of trying to make it better. Yeah. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. This is a signaling thing. And when you are signaled to be in charge of something, go be in charge. The number one things that that leaders do. Leaders show up, man. Yeah. Leaders show up. Yep. It's the issue that we're having more broadly, I think, post-COVID uh, with pushes to work remote and things like that. There are certain jobs that you can do remotely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And there will have to be a level of flexibility in the market as people continue to go back to work and continue to remake their careers. The people who are in the top job, the top seat, mm-hmm. they don't get to work remotely.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Leaders got to be there. Yeah. Show up. Leaders show up. That's important. Yeah. Leaders lead. It's just that simple. Yeah. And and I think a lot of times it's really hard because the external pressures that get put on us all the time. You know, you know, how are we signaling? How does it look? Are we trying to downplay something? Are we trying to upplay something? Like, like there's so many factors that play a role in this. Like. Like what's what's this faction going to say juxtaposed to what this faction is going to say, and like I understand it gets complicated, and I understand that that somebody's going to be upset. You're going to piss off somebody. Always that's a part of being a leader.
1: Yeah,
0: part of being a leader is accepting the fact that you're going to piss somebody off. Sometimes it's going to be somebody that's on your team. Somebody's going to be some. Sometimes it's going to be somebody that's not on your team. Somebody's going to be upset. You cannot be like that tree in an empty field that just flaps with the wind depending on how it blows you. You cannot do that. You can't be that person.
1: Yeah.
0: So I think even as simple as just saying, like, look, I'm going to go check this out. You're probably going to tick off some of the left. I'm sure you're going to tick off. I got it. You're CNN is not going to want to report on this. And, oh, my gosh, she's now at the border. What's really happening? Lead. But once again, this goes back to so many of the conversations we have about making things that are fairly straightforward over politicized yeah yeah this is this is the mass right and i say this all the time about now as things are continuing to open up in in houston my default now is to not have a mask on if somebody tells me to have a mask on and I want to be there, then I'll put a mask on. This is your place of business. You are a private business. That's fine. If I don't like it, then I can leave. I don't have to be there. Yes. I can go somewhere else and spend my money. Actually, legally, they can't make and you do it anymore. By and that. that's fine. Well, cool. Yep. But even so, if somebody tells but me to even do so, that, you'll I would still do it. do it. You'll do it, yeah. Because I'm not trying to be a contentious person, mm-hmm. right? It's like, okay, this is your place of business. You're more fine. Fine. Whatever. And and we try to make something over-politicized that, that shouldn't be politicized. The idea that leaders show up is not a political statement. Yeah. It is a statement of fact, and it's a statement of expectations. Mm -hmm. Very good. I expect that somebody who leads and represents me will show up. Yeah. My kids play sports. My daughter's on swim team right now. My son plays baseball. As the co-head and leader of my household, it's important for me to show up to that Mm -hmm. stuff. And they need to see you there. It's important. It's important to carve time out of your day to be there. Be there. Be attentive. That's the first thing in leadership. It's not hard. People don't care what you know until they know that you care. The way that you show people that you care is by showing up. By showing up. And we can throw darts on there's people in cages and all these things going on at the border, yada, 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 yada. Well, let's go see it and make sure we have some eyes on it and understand what's going let's on. Let's show up. Yeah. It's not too much to ask, Brendan. No. It really isn't too much to ask. Yeah, and I don't want to bag I don't want a bag on her. I don't want to get on. I don't want to get on, talk. There's no personal attacks, there's none of that. But that's not too much to ask. Well and and I think that's a a beautiful point, even all of our candidates who were running for public office. Mm-hmm. They saw the issues that were going down the border. Yes, they did. You're running you're running for president. Get on down on the border. Show me how much you care about it. Mm-hmm. Don't talk about it. Be about it. This is this is this is this is for this is for leaders who we see more broadly and the type of leadership that we've been defaulted into accepting mm-hmm. we have issues going on you want to know what it's like to, to to be deployed go to the ship and see the sailors go see it go to a combat zone go see it for yourself go to Afghanistan go to Iraq go see it for yourself and we've and I I would be the first to say that is for all of 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 the presidents who have done that right yeah I love it when that happens. It's awesome. These guys just show up. It's awesome. Hey, you're serving. Thank you for being here. It's awesome. How do you think that makes the soldiers and sailors the feel best thing you could ever see when they wake life. up and they see the commander just in chief, chief on a ship? It's awesome. I don't care who it is. Bush, Obama, Clinton. Care. Awesome. That's why it's so special. No matter what you believe in the, uh, about their politics, why do you think you have these leaders that speak at commencements, at the commencement ceremonies mm-hmm. of the service Academy Because they showed up. They're showing up. They're saying, these people are willing to die for us. Yep. I can show up and give a speech. Mm-hmm. Show up. Mm-hmm. It's a good example that gets set, too, when that happens. You talk about instilling a, a, an, an esprit of core in people's soul. You talk about generating some serious motivation to complete the mission, to complete their task. Just be a leader who shows up. And I just used a whole bunch of military jargon there. But but it's actually applicable to everything. It really is. It's applicable. It's applicable to your job. It's applicable to your family. It's applicable to your friendships. Just showing up. I got called out on that one time. A Really good friend of mine. Um, it was a while. Ago, I just got busy, and I was and I was busy, 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 busy. This was a few years ago, and and she's still my one of my best friends to the, to this day. And one day she's just like, you and know, it's not about like you know you. I know you're busy. I, I don't I don't I don't expect you to be at everything. I don't expect you to do to to do everything, but sometimes just show up. Took that to heart. Took that to heart. And now I do. Yeah. And she appreciates it, by the way. Yeah. And I I, I can't be there all the time. I, I I can't hang all the time. You know we are we have very busy lives now. Yeah. But I, I do just show up. Yeah. Sometimes you show up and just see what happens. That's it. That's what leaders do. Yeah. And what it means to those people who you lead when you show up like that. Yeah. It's awesome. Do you know what the coolest thing was for me being at being at Fort Hood or being at West Point and you'd be running and you look over and you see General Lennox running? Yeah. Run, running by the formation. How yeah. awesome was that? It was so cool. General Lennox, he, he, was, our, he was our commandant while we were at West Point. I'm sorry. Super, I'm sorry. He was, a, he was a superintendent while while we were, while we were at West Point. And one of the best leaders I've ever seen. And even then, he was running faster than me. Yeah, he's he probably still can. <laughs> probably. I hate to break it to Why too. do you say probably? <laughs> I hate to break it to you. ever being in formation and seeing three-star general running faster formation. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It's incredible. It's inspirational. Yeah. He just, he's just showing up. He doesn't have to be there. He's a three-star general. He can do look. We can do whatever he he could be wherever he wants to be. He can do whatever he wants to do, and he's out at six o'clock in the morning running formation running formation runs past the cadets. It's because he has the DNA of a leader. Yes, and not only does he have the DNA of, the lead, of a leader, he has the DNA of a leader that that leads from the front. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that that I've continued to grapple with is leaders have a problem when they see things that are done wrong because they want to lead and fix them. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing. That's, that's that's why you're running for Congress. Yeah. Leaders don't walk by the trash that's on the ground. They pick it up. They pick it up. Leaders don't play that game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And unfortunately... We're in a place right now in our culture where we need more people to make the decision to lead. Mm-hmm. We all have it in us. We all have it in us, and there are different types of leaders. We talk about about Mike Krzyzewski, who 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 played for played for Bobby Knight at West Point, yeah. right? Clearly, very, different person, very different personalities. Yeah, very yeah. different. Very <laughs> different clearly, clearly, Coach K wasn't wasn't a good enough basketball player to play in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Clearly. Right. But just because he couldn't lead by being a player yeah. didn't mean that there weren't other avenues by which he could lead. And this is what we really need to start asking ourselves as a society. This is yeah. the question we need, to, we need to continue to ask ourselves. You don't have to run for Congress. Yes. You don't have to be a CEO. You don't have to be a captain of a team. In what way are you being called to lead? Yeah. You don't want to run for office? Maybe there's a candidate that you can help. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can help them with flyers, something like that. Yeah. You can't be the coach of your kid's baseball team? Cool. Maybe you can be in charge of snacks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what can you do? What can, what can do? we do? Le- leaders, leaders don't ask themselves. When ask, is some... ask not yeah. what your country can do for you. <laughs> yes. Ask what you can do for your country. Yes. <laughs> Leader Leaders don't try to weasel out of doing things. No. Leaders don't ask themselves, how can I get out of doing this? They don't pass the buck. They ask themselves, how can I do this? you bring up a good point. I normally do. Oh god. Here we go. <laughs> this time you brought up a good point. <laughs> You're only 97% on that now. <laughs> so, because because like a lot of people automatically quit and give up if they think that their impact is not going to be on this grand scale. <clears throat> they think if they're not playing on the court in the NBA then ha huh, just doesn't matter. Well, if you're not in, if you're not running for Congress, then I'll oh, never mind. I'll just do nothing. The default is it's a zero sum game. It's all or nothing, and that's not true. In fact, oftentimes it's 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 kind of like the military setup, right? For I remember when we were when we were in the military. For every for for every one inf- infantry soldier that was kicking down doors, there were ten people in support of that one person. If there's a breakdown in one of those ten, then it puts that person's life at jeopardy. They're all important. Yeah. They're all important. It's not a zero sum game. It's exactly what you said. What What can you do? What can you contribute? Don't do nothing.
1: Yeah.
0: Do something. Yeah. I think before we were kind of talking about, you know, with some of the racial injustice that we're seeing in the world today, and we were talking about, you know, changing your changing your Facebook picture like black. Yeah. That, that's great. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about here, by the way. No. No. Changing your profile picture of black me does that, it means nothing. Congratulations, you have not virtue signal that you like black people. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Oh, whatever. That th- th- yeah. that's great. Did you volunteer any 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 time for these causes that you believe in?
1: Hmm.
0: Did you give any money to these causes? Did you reach out to try to mentor a young black person who you know is struggling? Is it or is it, or is it all talk? Yeah. So you can sit around and drink tea. And get your friend to talk about how you changed your Facebook profile, and, and I can't believe this. And, and then you walked away and did absolutely nothing yeah. about it. See, see, lead is an action, it, it, right? And, and I don't, I don't count changing a profile picture as an action. Yeah, lead is lead is an action. This it's is, a call to action. Yes, this is what people step up to actually do things, to actually make a change, to make a difference. Mm-hmm. That's what leading is about. What we see a lot of times in our society there is a whole lot of talk. It's a whole lot of talk. A lot of talk, not a lot of action. See, you and I are in here here every week because we believe in this country. We want to lead, and we want to add opinions to people, given the way that we view the world over the years, and add a little bit of nuance to it. That's kind of why we're here every week. You and I got 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 sick and tired of having these conversations by ourselves. We got sick of seeing things that were wrong in the world and some of the sickness and the ills and the cancers without anybody actually speaking up, taking time out of our day, taking time away from our families, taking time away from our children to do this to help. And there was a perspective that we saw that was not being addressed. Yeah. We saw a perspective of being a victim rather than being a victor. Victor. We saw a perspective of people speaking as if the American dream is a thing of the past. We saw a perspective of people believing that everybody in this world is against them and that we don't live in the greatest country in the world where there is so much opportunity, where there is so many people who are willing to help out, where there are people who are committed and care about you in this country more broadly. Mm-hmm. I got tired of hearing other people talk about how that doesn't exist. And I got tired of hearing about it because I live it every day. I got tired of hearing about it because of the many black people and white people and Asian people and Hispanic people who have supported us in this journey to become who we are today. I got tired of hearing it because of the many officers at West Point and many cadets at West Point who invested in me, who invested in us, who had no other reason to help us than besides they thought that we are good people. I got tired of hearing it because I got to serve on naval ships with people from all different classes and colors and religions and creeds who supported us and who were willing to fight with me and potentially die because of what we all believe that this country stands for. And you mean all I have to do is walk into studio and start talking? Sign me up. Wow. Amen. Sign me up. Like we used to say in the Navy, man, all that and And a a paycheck? paycheck? (laughs) Amen. I used to have a chief who used to say that. I told Wesley this a million times. You know, whenever whenever something <laughs> would go wrong on the ship, it's like, hey, now you gotta you gotta clean out the crapper, you now you gotta go do something stupid you don't want to do, or hey, guess what? You know, we told you we were gonna pull into Sydney, Australia. We're actually not. We're going to Djibouti. You know, you get all this bad news, and I had a chief who had one of the best attitudes that I've ever seen. And whenever this this information would go down, he would walk out of the room and he would look at me. And he'd say, Hey sir, all this yeah. and, and a, a paycheck. paycheck? <laughs> By the way, that's I think you and I say that I think once a day now. Oh. <laughs> just the, the just the just the perspective of that. Uh, we're like it's just all it's this and, and a paycheck? paycheck. Yeah. That's what I feel about living in America, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's ups and downs, yeah, bumps and things like this. But, but I man, mean, all this uh, and, and a pay- paycheck. <laughs> so true. I can do that. So true. And and we we've and we've entered a world to where we are pitting ourselves against each other based on the color of our skin which is completely antithetical to what we have fought for for generations to literally get to a point to where we are judged by the content of our character yeah. not by the color of our skin stop it yeah. stop trying to divide to, to divide us we're in this together yeah and i think your 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 words are very well taken and that is this is actually the america that we see every day absolutely well there's another piece of leadership that we overlook sometimes. We always assume that we have to get to the next level in order to do something. Oh, yeah. Right? It's like working out. You ever talk to your friends who you know are never going to start running? And they're <laughs> like, hey – I'm gonna get these running shoes, and once I get those, I'm gonna then run. I'll go to, yeah. And I'm kind of like, "No, nah, you could run in those ones you have. <laughs> you can start. <laughs> those are those are those are fine. You, you can start. You know, it's like it's like these mental triggers. A lot of the the, the habit building exercises that you'll see, for instance, with working out, there was uh, there was this one app that opened up where it, it started where do ten push ups and ten sit ups every single day, mm-hmm. no matter what, just to get you in the habit of doing right." The reason I bring something like that up is we try to say, you could say, Oh, I'm running for office, I'll lead when I get to conf- when I get to Congress. Yeah. But that's that's a year and a half from now. What am I going to do in the meantime, Rendon? I could be doing something. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like, find out how you can lead where you are right, right now. now. One of the things for us, it's what can we do right now in COVID? People can't, we can at least start putting out ideas. Mm -hmm. We can try to inspire people to do better, to understand the type of America that we feel that we've grown up in. Mm -hmm. We can do something. Let's not just rest on our laurels and expect other people to lead, particularly when other people are leading in the wrong direction. Ooh. See, right now, we do have a lot of leaders that are trying to divide us. That's what I'm seeing a lot of. Capital BLM, that's what I'm seeing a lot of. That's leadership all right. Not the kind of leadership I want to see in this country. Critical race theory, that's leadership all right. Ah, Not the kind of leadership I want to see. So in order to combat the kind of leadership that you don't want to see, you have to be the solution to the leadership you do want to see. Better stand up and say something. And by the way, if you don't say anything and you let it happen, that's your fault. And you're part of the problem. That's your fault. You're part of the problem. You're, that, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. When you stand by and let things happen. That's your fault. You're part of the problem. Passivity is not an excuse. No. If you see something, you better say something. Hey, TSA, man. That's right. Remember that? Yo. See something, say something. Of course. Yeah. Those are the pieces that, that, that really matter. Those are the people that step up mm-hmm. because it's that important. Mm-hmm. You know, one of, of the best leaders that I've ever seen was a guy who was the my captain on my first ship in the navy. His name was Casey Hill. Okay. And uh, the K was for Kevin. The C was for Carlos, which was hilarious because he's like the whitest guy ever. Awesome. He's so like, hey, Kevin Carlos. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but yeah, <laughs> I'll go. I'll, I'll go with it. Yeah. But it was great because he had that almost that that Bill Clinton twang, uh, and he would yeah. rock when he talked like, hey, Hanson, Hun. Hunt, you're going to bring <laughs> us in the park. What are, you, what are you thinking, Ethan? Huh? We're going to go right on this. Okay. 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 <laughs> and what Casey Hill always showed me was that he was all in. Mm-hmm. That, that goes back to what we talk about with show up. Man, that guy was always all in. I don't think he slept while we were on that shit. Mm-hmm. And he always showed that he cared. And... I wouldn't realize till years after kind of just the level of, of knowledge and insight that he had from his career in the Navy. I didn't realize for years after what that really looked like and meant and couldn't really fathom it at the time when mm-hmm. I was Ensign Hunt. But I tell you, man, none of that mattered to me when he was leading me because mm-hmm. all I saw was he was somebody who showed up, who was always there, who was committed. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like to give you Navy boys too much credit. You know? <laughs> The look, finest at, Navy. But look, looking at what's happening even in Florida with Ron DeSantis. Yeah. I mean, this guy's crushing it right now. Yeah. I mean, he really is. Um, had to do some real unpopular, make some real unpopular decisions at some really interesting times in this country. Yeah. That could have, by the way, blown up in his face. Absolutely. But, hey, that's what leaders do. That's what leaders do. Sometimes it blows <laughs> up in your face. <laughs> you take sometimes it. you're the hero. Sometimes you're the GOAT. That's it. That, that's how it works. And to see where but he the is, bad right goat, not the good goat, the good, the bad goat. Yeah, 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 like, like, like the last, like, like the last person that graduates in your class at West Point is called the goat. That's not the goat, goat. That's it's not the, the goat, goat. That's the goat. That's the goat. <laughs> that's the goat. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the Naval Academy. Yeah, like, yeah, that's the Naval a, Academy. Yeah, goat. Yeah, it's a goat. <laughs> it's it's the, the, the last. These not, are two different. It's not good. <laughs> it's goat the word, not goat that the goat acronym. That, right. <laughs> it's different, right? So. And watching and watching him and watching him lead and watching him get in front of things and and, and, and basically set the pace for every governor, particularly re- Republican governors, sure. in the entire country. Man, that was dicey for him to do it. Whoa, he's gutsy. Whoa. Yeah. But he did what he felt was right. He stuck to his laurels, and now look at him. Yeah. Florida's doing pretty well right now. They are. Florida and Texas are crushing it right I'm going now. Going in two weeks. Think about that. Yeah. It's called leadership. Yeah. It's getting out in front, taking the flack, taking the shrapnel, the good with the bad, but making a firm decision, making a firm informed decision, yeah. and sticking by it. And everybody's not gonna like it. Yeah. But that's what leaders do. But that's what leaders do. Yeah. Now I don't know if I don't, I don't know if, if if Ron DeSantis learned that from the Navy. <laughs> Good chance of that. Uh, whatever. It's, there's it, zero speak, chance. There's zero chance. What's that? Really good parents. Speaking speaking of, <laughs> speaking of goat, I have to I have to bring this up, especially considering uh, the day that we're filming. Michael Jordan's the goat is before. <laughs> continue, nobody, continue. nobody asked you. Continue. Continue. Go <laughs> ahead. Continue. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, what? He's not. <laughs> so, Michael Jordan ain't walking out on this team. Tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Bad. So, Michael Jordan's the goat. Go ahead. So speaking of the goat. And, you know, you and I have had these conversations a number of times. I am a believer that Floyd Mayweather is the GOAT in boxing. You've heard me say this a number of times. I believe that he's the GOAT because in his prime, because of his skills, he was completely unbeatable. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people say, "Well, you know, kind of look at the opponents and look yeah. at." A lot of people will say that he didn't knock but, a lot of people out. It was look, a defensive strategy. But look at look at look at look at the guys that that he fought. What happened after he fought them to their careers? Mm-hmm. Manny Pacquiao is still fighting for championships now. Yes, yeah, Canelo Alvarez mm-hmm. w- will be this generation's yeah. greatest, probably. Yeah. You know, look at look at these fighters after. Yeah. He fought. He fought them, right? He fought Cotto too, right? Yeah, he fought Miguel Cotto yeah. when Miguel Cotto would then go on to get a middleweight yeah. title yeah. after yeah. that, right? Yeah. So, the interesting thing that I that I've always found in my argument for Floyd, because people will say Sugar weight, Ray Leonard, people will say Small. Muhammad Ali, it's it's always difficult to compare across weight classes. Here's here's the thing about somebody like Ali. Ali was beatable. Clearly, you know, Ken Norton, uh, Frazier. He was beatable because there were times in which he was willing to fight somebody else's fight. Mm -hmm. Floyd Mayweather refuses to fight. Refused to fight anybody's fight, didn't care how boring you thought it was, and didn't care if you thought it was a pillow fight because he was going to win. Yeah. Right. And that's why I I think that he is the greatest boxer of all time because I I define greatness as the inability to lose. Mm -hmm. If you talk about most talented, I'm saying Captain Hook, Roy Jones Jr. Most talented guy I've ever seen in a boxing ring. In his prime? Probably. Before he, before he put on a couple. <laughs> couple, two, three. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't do too much cardio these <laughs> days. <laughs> right? Remember, he used to have a 16-pack. I, I got a keg. Now, he, whew, yeah, it's, it's, it's a different story. <laughs> Things drop over time. <laughs> but the reason I bring him up, of course, is because I am so disappointed, and I understand the money, and I understand you don't get paid to fight Jake Paul and stuff like that. <sighs> yeah. As a true boxing, boxing fan. fan, and you, you know, I, I I've, been, I I've been a boxer. I know. I get pay-per-views and watch boxing. I, I feel like I'm the last one who still does it. Yeah. I love MMA. It ain't boxing. I love boxing. And as a fan, to watch the guy that I feel is the GOAT fight an internet superstar who's 40 pounds heavier than him. Yeah. For show? Yeah. Come on, man. Come on, man. And I still might end up buying it. You coming <laughs> over? <laughs> I didn't say I wasn't going to buy it. it. <laughs> I, said, I said I was disappointed. That would be the most disappointing, disappointing $75 I spent. <laughs> I'd be pissed at myself for buying that pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't let us talk about goat without talking about Money Mayweather a little bit this uh, yeah. this afternoon and I you know, it's just it's 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 disappointing to see, but what, you know, I understand what he's doing, man. Off if, about, he does, you know, honestly, too, he doesn't need any more money. Yeah. It's not about that, I think at some point. I I think these guys just want it's if it, it, it comes they want the attention. Yeah. Well, I think part of it is the, is the attention, but there's leader's lead and fighter's fight. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what that's what some some people are geared towards that to actually I have to be in my life training for the next fight or the next event. Yeah. I mean, think about it. This is a 44-year-old man who's spent most line. of his adult life what been doing, training, training for, for the next fight. for the next fight, right? And it just goes back. I see that clip. Did you, what did you watch? It? Yes, okay. it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. 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 forty four years great. old, it's still lightning fast. It's oh ridiculous. yeah, it looks great. But that's what he, that's what he's been doing his whole life. That's this goes back to we used to have these conversations all the time. Uh, you know, my wife and I used to go to all these old school R and B concerts. We talked about this in the Indian casinos because you could go to these really, yeah. they, these really great concerts. They would have been they would have been five hundred dollar concerts <laughs> twenty years ago. <laughs> Catching them on the vacuum. <laughs> yeah. Like, we went and saw 112, Jagged Edge, yeah. Drew Hill, like, all together. And I'm like, man, if that concert had come out 25 years ago, I'd have never been able to afford that. And, man, and I was and on the front row for like, 25 bucks. No, I'm backstage. <laughs> no, I'm backstage for 25 bucks. All that and a paycheck? All that and a paycheck? I mean, you go up to the managers and stuff, they're like, hey, man, you want to meet the band after? Yeah, what does it cost? Man, whatever you'll give me. <laughs> Is five, okay? Yeah, that's uh, cool. Yeah, you you're like you like going to back, jacketed, just smoking a pack of smoking uh, black and mild Menthols. Menthols. <laughs> Camel menthols. <laughs> the, you know that was the most that was the most disappointing part of that trip, of uh, that concert. Was you know how Slim from One Twelve had the yeah. One Twelve? They're like yeah. the little the little slim, like I, read, I know, I, yeah, Slim, yeah, man. Slim's been smoking a little bit too much, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. He didn't sound like that at <laughs> all. And my wife and I were like, dude, at least fake it. <laughs> the S the L I No, he the was L. like the, S, the L. <laughs> <laughs> It's like come on, man. <laughs> but now... So we, we used to go to these concerts, and I, I bring this up because when somebody has done something their whole lives, I'll never forget the first time I had a conversation with one of my buddies who was also an aficionado of 90s R&B, and I was telling him about this concert we were going to, he's like, man, I'm surprised they're still touring. And I'm like, what else are they gonna do? What else are they gonna do? Yeah, These guys are musicians. Yeah. They're, they're in their 40s and they've been touring, making music their entire lives. Yeah. Like what? Like, like, their, it's, it's, their, it's their livelihood now. Yes. Yeah. And what they do is who they are. That's right. There's an identity that they have as musicians, and even if they're on the back end of their careers and the music that they're putting out is still good, if there's no market for it, there's no market for it. it doesn't take away these guys' talent. No, not at all. And with the exception of Slim, most of them sounded pretty good. It's the S. I, w- I <laughs> wanted to get up there for. <laughs> let, 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 let me fix this. <laughs> let, me, let me help you out a little bit. <laughs> well, I think the important thing for this week is making sure that you find your niche, find your way to lead in any kind of capacity, find a cause that you're passionate about, and, and find a way to get involved, and, and nothing passive about it. Lead and lead from the front. Yes. I'll, I'll let you go ahead and take us out. Absolutely. And remember. And smiles are contagious, so make someone's day. God bless you. God bless you.